Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. holiday season is in full swing. And for many of us, that means hopping on a plane or embarking on a long car trip to visit family and friends. And while you may have loved traveling before you had a baby, even the thought of it can seem daunting now as you worry whether he'll cry the whole flight or she'll have a blowout in the car seat. Plus, there's a long checklist of things to bring for your tiny human that somehow has way more stuff than you ever realized before you're trying to pack the car. Today, I'll be talking with three mamas who have been there before you to get their best tips and encouragement for navigating tricky travel situations and hopefully put your mind at ease. This is Newbies. He's gorgeous. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here! So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow, you look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop, seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group guiding new mothers through their baby's first year. I'm Natalie Gross, mom to a three-year-old boy and a baby girl. We've got a great show today talking about traveling with babies. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to visit our website. It's newmommymedia.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter that keeps you updated on all of the episodes we release each week. Another great way to stay updated is to hit that subscribe button in your podcast app wherever you're listening. And if you're looking for a way to get even more involved with our show, then you can check out our membership club called Mighty Moms. That's where we chat more about the topics discussed here on our show. And it's also an easy way to learn about our recordings so that you can join us live. I would like to introduce our great panel of guests today. First, we have travel blogger Nasreen Stump with She Buys Travel. She's serving as our featured expert today. And we also have moms Bailey Dover and Hannah Murado. Thank you all so much for being here. Nasreen, do you want to kick us off by telling us a little bit about you and your family? Sure, absolutely. I started out traveling as a business traveler. And over the years, I added four kids to the mix. And my husband and my kids used to accompany us on business trips. And then it turned into family trips and cross-country road trips to see family. And the kids range in age with multiple years between them. So we've been through that baby phase four times now. Thanks so much for being here. Hannah, what about you? So yes, I'm Hannah. I am I'm mother to only one child. We have one on the way coming in March. So we'll gladly take all your tips, Nazarene, about you know adjusting with more than one when you're traveling. But um, I've always loved to travel and my husband has as well. So we've been able to and trying to incorporate that into our son's life. And um, it also you know, helps that we have in-laws that live in Brazil. And so because of that, in order to visit them, we've had to learn and adjust to traveling with an infant. And now as he's in the toddler stage, what that looks like. All right. And Bailey. Yeah. Hi, I'm Bailey Dover. I have one daughter 
who is five right now. And we are in the process, we're about a week and a half away of becoming licensed foster parents as well. So that'll be a whole different kind of level of travel. Um, and I was traveling with my daughter for a lot of her first part of life. So I am ex excited to hear from Nasreen about some of her experiences and what multiple children are going to be like traveling with. Um, but I'm excited to be here and be chatting with you guys. Okay, so can each of you give us a synopsis of your experiences traveling with your kids? Where have you gone? I know, Hannah, you mentioned Brazil. And how has it gone? So with my daughter, I actually had the privilege of being able to travel with her for one of my previous jobs where I was traveling every month, sometimes twice a month. Um, so I got to bring her on a lot of my trips when she was in her first year of life. And um, it ultimately, I think, made her a way more adaptable child, um, being able to travel with her. And I really learned how to travel light. My experiences were, you know, all over the place. And sometimes having even my husband there made it a little weird because, and he'd throw a wrench in, you know, the system that my daughter and I had going, but from the age of, which is, this is, was pre-COVID times. And I don't think you'd ever imagine doing something like this now, but my first travel experience with her was eight weeks old. And from eight weeks until now, we travel multiple times a year going home to family in Texas. Um, when I was working um, and traveling, it was California, New York, Alabama, Florida, pretty much all of the states she's been to uh, within her first year of life. So um, we had a lot of good experiences there and have, um, have even enjoyed, you know, she enjoys her time on an airplane and loves going to visit people. Yeah. I've heard get abused to the airplane early. That certainly worked for our son. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So um, our son was born during the COVID time frame, um, right at the height of it almost. Our first travel experiences with him were more car rides. My family has a place upstate New York and he was born in the summer. So we took him um, at about two months old or a little younger up there. And that was about eight hours. And you know, it's very nerve wracking when you have a newborn and you're still trying to figure things out as a first time parent. But I was fortunate to be able to go up um, with my husband and also come back with my sister. I stayed a little longer and had we I was able to stay in the back with him and monitor him, make sure things were OK while she drove. And that just made the long car ride a lot easier. But I think with what you said earlier, with getting them used to, I think, travel as early as you can, it does seem to help them. Um, we did, as I've mentioned, take him to Brazil with us because of COVID. It was a little more delayed um, than we would have probably initially traveled with him. But our first flight uh, with him was actually to California to visit family when he was about nine months old. It was very interesting to say the least. We learned a lot on that flight and I'm glad that was only five hours because Brazil is about... 12 when you add the layovers and everything in. Um, but I do think that having taken that shorter flight um, compared to the longer one with Brazil did help prepare him and helped prepare us mentally too and, and helped us learn what we could do better, what we really needed to pack with us and what we didn't. Um, and the other thing I will say, just adding here that I learned from my sister-in-law when they had traveled with their young ones is when you travel with a child internationally, if you have global entry, they still need global entry. 
history for themselves. Um, so that was something that we fortunately knew ahead of time and we were able to apply. And because he was so young and has no criminal record <laughs> or, you know, at that point, it's hopefully still done as a two and a half year old. Um, it was pretty quick. So I will say, I know with COVID things have picked up and things might be busier, but I do think because he was so young and it, it was just an easier process time. Nasreen, how did it go for you that, you know, you decided to keep doing it and make a career out of travel blogging? Oh, my goodness. Well, my my big claim to fl- fame is that all four of my kids flew before they were eight weeks old. <laughs> so uh, we started traveling very young with all of them. I know with my oldest son, who's 18 now, my mom was actually on that flight with me. I had already booked to go up and see her and he came early. So she came down first and then flew back with me to have him meet the rest of my family. Um, with my second daughter, we did a cross-country flight to Seattle, and actually one of my very favorite travel pictures came out of that trip because there is a picture of my daughter and I both asleep in the JFK airport that my husband took. <laughs> um, and then with my third daughter, my third child, my daughter, my she we had a family emergency and my husband had to fly out of Montreal uh, to Europe where his father was hospitalized. And I actually, that was my very first experience getting an expedited newborn passport just days after giving birth uh, so that I could bring him to the airport there. And then she flew to Florida shortly after that. And my youngest went international and I got to take him to a writing conference in Jamaica. And it was an all-inclusive and it was amazing. I recommend an all-inclusive after you give birth. They just feed you, you go in, you leave if the baby cries. It it was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So let's go back to that first trip that you all took with your babies. What was running through your head? Were you excited? Were you mostly anxious, just trying to think through all the logistics? What was running through your head? For me, I know that... I was excited because I was bringing, usually I was bringing baby to meet family. Um, So it was always something I was looking forward to, but all of my baby trips were pre-COVID. And so I know that it's got to be a completely different experience when it's your first trip with baby and you have that on top of it. I think for me, I mean, I guess it, it depends. Both I was I was nervous and checked in with other moms I knew had traveled to ask for their advice and their tips just around what is really necessary to bring. As I mentioned earlier, the first trip we took was a car ride. So you have a little more space than when you're flying, but you still have a limited, you know, trunk space and you don't want to take things that are unnecessary. So I was fortunate, I think, to get advice on the best travel um, stroller or the best travel crib or things that you can take that's more compact, but, but also tips around, you know, if you're in the States or wherever you are, ship diapers from Amazon to make it easier. And so I'm grateful that I had advice from other moms, but I was definitely nervous. I was excited as well um, just to, just at the thought of, okay, this is the first introduction. Let's see how he's going to handle traveling so we can continue to hopefully do this. But also very nervous because I think any parent doesn't want to be the one with the crying child. Um, but I will say we flew again when COVID was a little, it's still still an, ish, an issue, but not as hyped. People were starting to travel more. And 
I was impressed at how many grandparents were on the flight or people that were just so understanding to the fact of you having a newborn and trying to help in whatever way they could. So I think, you know, it just taught us to give ourselves grace a little more, um, knowing that others were not as judgmental as I think we were to ourselves. Yeah, Hannah, I agree. Um, I would say that our first travel experience with our daughter was probably the one of the better experiences that we had traveling with our daughter. Um, she was so young and she really just kind of slept the whole time. Uh, but as far as the packing, I probably overpacked the first time. Um, you need so much less than what you think you need. And the flight was, you know, three and a half, four hours down to Texas. So it was a longer flight, but not quite as long. But the first experience was was pretty much relaxing. I didn't, I wasn't too stressed about it. We were excited to Nasreen's point. We were excited because we were going to see family for the first time. And so I know everyone was looking forward to that. I was looking forward to sleeping a little bit longer with the help of family. So, um, so overall the experience was good that first time, but definitely overpacked probably more than what I really needed. Uh, but I will say my compact stroller was like the best thing ever. That was probably the number one thing I had tried traveling without the stroller and it was very difficult. So, um, thankfully I kind of stuck with that throughout the whole throughout the whole, at least infancy stage. Well, we are definitely going to hear from Nasreen on some of those baby gear essentials, what to bring, what not to bring when we come back. (coughs) Sound familiar? (coughs) If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little... I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. It was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Today on Newbies, we are talking about traveling with babies. You've already met our expert, Nasreen Stump with She Buys Travel. She Buys Travel is a one-stop resource for women with a spirit of adventure. You can find information on must-see places, the most delicious food to try when you get there, and the easiest way to get around. And of course, tips for traveling with kids like we're talking about today. So Nasreen, you have so much experience as a traveling mama like we've already discussed. I've heard some people say it's easiest to travel with kids when they're babies. Agree or disagree? I agree. There's a little bit of both there though. So it definitely requires a little bit more planning. And as the moms were saying before, a little bit more grace with yourself and patience with yourself. I think that it's easy to get in your head about it and really worry about disturbing other people or how it will go. And ultimately babies are usually better behaved than some adults 
on flights and in restaurants. I mean, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> totally fair, but definitely. And I know we kind of touched on this a little bit before when kids are, when kids start traveling as babies, they just become better travelers as they get older. They're used to it. They know what to expect. They're used to scenery changes. They are a little more flexible with routines. And so for me, our kids turned out to be fantastic travelers as they grew older. And I think a lot of that came from traveling a lot as babies. Okay. Well, we have some parents listening who are planning to travel with their babies for the first time this holiday season. Let's help relieve some anxiety. What's your best advice for sort of preparing mentally for what they're about to do? I love to research, which is one of the reasons I started writing uh, because I sat there and I'm like, I've already done a lot of this research. Here's somewhere I can share it. <laughs> so definitely looking at your destination and kind of thinking of a couple things. You know, are there things that your baby uses every day? Are there certain things that are part of your routine? You know, do they eat at certain times, sleep at certain times? Do they have to go back to a hotel room to sleep? Things like that will help you plan what you can and can't do during the day. Um, I know that for us, I always bring up baby wearing. We had carriers for all the kids. I had a couple different ones and they were used to being carried by me while I was doing things around the house and by my husband in like a backpack style carrier. He used to take them on walks. And so for us, it was pretty easy to integrate that experience wherever we went and be able to walk around and do things and have them feel normal and like things were continuing in a matter that they already knew. Okay, so let's get specific. Let's talk about tips for flying with kids and babies specifically, and then also tips for those long road trips. I know for flying, we've already talked about the frequent flyer or the the passports. I mm -hmm. know you have to have birth certificates if you're flying with a lap child. So let's talk through some of those things. Yes. So first off, before flying or road trip or anything, I think one thing to definitely keep in mind is how much babies can change. <laughs> So if you're planning a trip that is even a couple weeks out, babies grow and change very quickly. And so just knowing that you'll have to adjust some things no matter what. I, I mean, we planned a trip to D.C., flew there with my daughter. It was three weeks out. And during that three weeks, she started to become mobile and she wouldn't sit in a stroller nicely anymore, which changed that trip for us. When you're flying, the biggest thing that I would recommend is if you can afford it, buy the extra seat. It makes a huge difference, especially if that flight is a longer flight. Uh, you won't have to hold them the entire time or wear them. You have somewhere to put them. If you're traveling with a partner or somebody else, you can leave them in the seat, go to the restroom and have them watch them. Uh, it makes a gigantic difference. The other thing is then if you need a car seat at your destination, you don't have to check that in, uh, which I know people always go back and forth on because you don't want any damage to happen to a car seat where you can't see it. So I loved bringing the car seats on the plane. For shorter flights, if I couldn't bring a car seat or I knew I had one at destination, I would wear a baby carrier. They're fantastic for going through the TSA security line. You can wear the baby through security. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily know that. You want to pick a carrier like a soft structured carrier that doesn't have metal on it, um, like a ring sling isn't going to be good for that. But they'll just swab your hands when you get through and you can wear baby right through without even taking them off. 
And same thing for during the flight. If they ask you to unbuckle the carrier for takeoff and landing, that is the technical requirement. Some flight attendants will ask and some will not. And of course, extra time when you're flying, because with a baby, only some airlines, especially when you're traveling internationally, will allow you to add a lap child ahead of time. So if you are flying without a seat for baby, you'll have to go up through the line and they'll show, they'll look at the birth certificate. They will add the baby to your ticket. They will type everything in. Uh, so just make sure that you plan for that extra time. As far as road tripping, the biggest piece of advice I have there is to make sure that your baby has some car time before a road trip. So don't plan a 10-hour drive without taking your baby out in the car a couple of times locally. If they never spend time in their car seat, that long drive is going to get to them. Uh, they recommend stopping and taking baby out of car seat, moving them around every two hours or so. You don't want to plan to have them in the car seat for a long period of time and taking those initial kind of practice drives will help you figure out if your baby has any fun little quirks. We had one that if it was dark out, someone had to be in the back seat with her holding her hands or she would scream the entire way. And I had another one who didn't do well in traffic or cities, but as long as we were just moving along, no problem. Yeah, that's so, my daughter. <laughs> yep. There's always a couple little fun things that come up that are better to know ahead of time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, babies have so much stuff as we have already discussed. So what baby gear would you say is essential that parents bring with them and what can they leave at home or somehow acquire on the other side? So it really depends a little bit on the trip. So if you are going to see family or going to stay with friends, people you know, you may be able to source gear or know that they have it on the other end. And if you are traveling somewhere where you're not going to be with anyone you know, you might have to plan a little bit more. So for us and for a lot of people that I've spoken with, you know, the big things are going to be a car seat if you're going to need it on either end, a stroller. I love the um, the strollers where you can sit the car seat on top of them, but they're more like a basket. The Snap and Go is one of the brands. We had a McLaren Easy Traveler. They're basically like a mesh bucket stroller and the car seat sits on top of it. They fold down super small and it gives you a great way to put stuff underneath when you're going through the airport. They're good in cities. I know that my they did not have this when my kids were little, but my friend that I babysat for her son had a Duna, which turns into the stroller from the car seat. And that blew my mind. Um, and then definitely... We didn't used to bring pack and plays or a sleeping situation, but they've gotten a lot more compact over the years. And we've run into more issues over the years of hotels not having them available uh, where they have a limited number. They're already out in other rooms or with COVID, they only have the metal cribs. And sometimes those can be tricky to use and same thing, limited numbers. So we started bringing those after having to kind of finagle a sleeping situation for my son who crawled at the time in Alabama when there wasn't a pack and play and we expected one. And the last thing that we always bring is a sound machine. Our, our kids had it when they were little. I put it in the hotel room right near the door for us and for people outside because it covers up some of the noise that kids make. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. What about traveling with breast milk or formula? I see questions about this in a lot of the moms groups that I'm a part of. What do moms need to know? The biggest thing is to know that you can bring them. 
And if someone tries to tell you that you cannot, you should ask to speak to a supervisor. I think that it can be very intimidating when you're going through security and they're trying to tell you that you cannot have something because you can travel with formula. You can travel with pre-mixed, pre-bottled, pre-packaged formula. Those are really easy to travel with. You can bring water to mix formula through security. I know that I had one kiddo who liked everything room temperature warm. I can't go through security and buy a cold bottle of water and then mix the bottle. You can bring water bottles through to mix formula with. And breast milk, you can bring it through frozen. You can bring through ice packs to keep it frozen. But you always hear about mothers being told that they can't. Uh, I know we have links in our articles to posts that you can pull up with the TSA's rules on it to show them. Ask for a supervisor. Know you can do it. And one of the other things is if you do make formula, I always bring a metal coffee mug. Uh, because I had no problem finding hot water or warm water to warm up a bottle or to, you know, thaw breast milk or anything like that. But I had a lot of trouble getting the right size container to get it in. And if you have a metal cup, most restaurants will fill it up for you. And then with breast pumps and things like that, you can bring those through as well. If you have access to a battery or your pump takes a battery, I definitely recommend bringing it. It can be hard to find outlets that are well positioned. I know I used to care carry a power strip with me as well so that if I found an outlet in like a corner, I could make more power if people were already plugged in. And now they also have the Mamava pods that you can go sit in. Um, and the women's rooms tend to have a spot as well in some airports. Thanks so much for all of this helpful information, Nasreen. When we come back, Moms Bailey and Hannah will be joining us again. So listeners, stay tuned. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back, everyone. Let's continue our discussion on traveling with babies. So before we get into some more of the serious questions, I want to know if any of you have any funny stories from traveling with your kids or memories that are going to stick with you forever. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I mean, I can think of a couple, but actually, one of my more recent ones was when my daughter, who is five now, it it wasn't, um, it wasn't when she was a baby, although I have plenty of blowout stories while we're in TSA checkout or TSA line. And it I'm just stinking up the whole TSA line because my child blew out in her carrier and it's just a mess. But um, it always seems to have to do with bodily fluids, the funniest stories that you can come back and laugh about. But about a month ago, actually, I was traveling with my daughter. It was me and her going down to Texas and she all of a sudden we were inside. We had passed TSA. It was great. Uh, we were inside the the terminal and she says, mommy, I'm sick. And I'm like, what do you mean you're sick? She goes, I don't know. I just feel like I'm going to throw up. And I said, okay, well, let, like, let's go to the bathroom. We did not make it to the bathroom. She puked all over me. I don't know why, but my immediate reaction in the middle of the walkway of the Southwest terminal at DCA was to catch her puke in my hands and just kind of sit there and figure out what to do next. And that poor child, I just sat there and I just kind of cupped my hands. And of course all the puke overflowed out of my hands and everyone was staring at me. Um, But there was such a nice man at the, you know, shout out to the Dunkin' Donuts man um, at the Southwest terminal. He came and he brought me this huge pile of paper towels where I could clean it up off the ground, cleaned up my hands. We, of course, went to the bathroom and did a more thorough washing after that. But it was so nice of him to, you know, that act of kindness from him was was great. We laugh about it now because it was just like insane. And we just, you know, shamelessly, I know what happened. She got car sick on the way to the airport. And we just like shamelessly got on the airplane. And I know people were like, oh, that was a child that was just puking your guts out (laughs) in the terminal. But we went, we got on the airplane and, you know, made our way down to Texas. But um, there was like that, that, you know, inside my mind, I was thinking, I know people (laughs) are making like so many judgmental remarks about me and (laughs) the no context as to why this child just puked everywhere. And so um, we laugh about it now, but it was one of those moments where I was like, this is going to go down in, in, you know, my core memories now. So my poor child just getting car sick and throwing up all over the Southwest terminal. Oh my goodness. I have puke stories as well, but I, I have a different one I'm going to share today, <laughs> but I understand the puke one. So we were on a road trip and we lived in Vermont at the time. We were on our way back from Montreal and we were sitting in traffic to cross the border and get back into the U.S. And my my third child was newborn, still little. And she dropped her binky in her car seat and she had a sibling sitting on either side of her. And my son was like maybe eight at the time. And he put his hand into her car seat to give her her binky back. And he took up his hand and newborn poop, like yellow. He's like, and he looks at me very seriously in the rearview mirror. And he's like, mommy, there has been a poop catastrophe. 
And he was just horrified. And I, similar situation where we're in line to go through a checkpoint, you know, I can't do anything. I can't pull off. I can't, and we don't have, I, I have a couple of napkins and I'm handing them back to him. And he just very seriously and patiently sat there with his poopy hand up until we got through the checkpoint and we're able to stop at the next rest stop. And now I make sure I always have wipes and other things in the front seat accessible to me. So that was definitely a fun one. But yeah, all the good stories involve bodily fluids and trauma that you can laugh about later. (laughs) And that's also like such a reminder of what you said earlier about, you know, having your kids be adaptable. And Mm -hmm. this is one of those moments where he's like, I understand the importance of a checkpoint. And oh, yeah, wait, (laughs) the daughter is 10 now. And man, we still the story still comes up occasionally. (laughs) I I, I think I guess not really funny stories, but I've had, you know, where we've been embarrassed at, um, you know, at him crying and trying to calm him down and, and the frustrations that come with it. But again, it's just knowing to give yourself grace and that other people around you really are more understanding than you think. And I think for me, one of the things on the airplane is it's really only the people within close proximity that can hear your child too, because of all the air and wherever they are in the back of the plane. So it's just it's not bothering the whole plane and it's temporary and you'll get through it. I have one quick thing that I forgot to say about the bodily fluids in the car and my lesson from it. I always, always, always in all of my baby travel travel articles put three items (laughs) that I learned from. One is uh, they sell diaper covers for cloth diapers normally, but if you put them over regular diapers, they provide an extra layer of protection in case you have a blowout in the car. Always put a liner in the car seat. They sell the little piddle pads and things like that. Those have saved me more times than I can count. And as far as the vomit side of things, they make fishing slash boating bags that pop open and fold down flat. And they're collapsible water buckets for like marine sports and things like that. Amazing for kids who get car sick, or even just bringing just in case, because you can rinse them out in sinks and fold them flat again. So there's my three plugs for things that will make life easier. <laughs> yeah, and we have them too. My poor daughter, she gets car sick, just like me. She gets that for me, but we use those all the time, and they have seriously come in handy. That and like, even though she's five now, I still pack wipes. Just all of the wipes ever in the world. I. I pack them everywhere we go. Well, Bailey and Hannah, do you have any practical tips you'd like to share from your experiences or anything Nasreen mentioned that you just kind of want to reiterate? I will say that one of the things that was something that I wish I would have found earlier on, it's this um, strap on seat that you can strap onto your luggage, like your carry on luggage. And it's just like a metal folding chair that has a harness that hooks the kid in and you can pull your, um, you know, pull your regular, you know, luggage or your carry on um, through the airport. And the child is basically like attached to your um, little carry on luggage with wheels. That was absolutely amazing. Emery loved it because she could play around um, and, you know, continue to play with her toys and do the things she wanted to do. I could also just have a free hand 
um, where I could just walk around with her, carrying her on the luggage, and I had a free hand to do other things. Um, that was really nice. We used that from basically the time that she could sit up, which was around six months until um, 18 months ish. Um, we carried that, we carried her in that for quite a while. And um, that was really a lifesaver for me when I was traveling alone with her, because um, I could just basically take her anywhere um, in the airport. And it was super helpful. And they're just on Amazon. If you just look on Amazon and, you know, type in, um, you know, strap on child seat luggage, it'll come up with a couple of different options. Um, but those were really, really helpful for and practical for what we were trying to do. I mean, I love the travel stroller. We got the silver jet cross and I love it because it folds up so easily and small and it's approved to go above the plane in the carry-on section and i i was nervous when you're spending as much as you are on a stroller to have it passed or have it checked um at the gate or wherever you are so for me that was important is having something that we could keep with us um the nice thing is you can get the adaptable things where you can put the car seat on it too and they stay on it. So I personally, I know it's an investment, but for me, I figured we'll use it for more than one kid. It's worth the investment. And, you know, some of the other things I've loved um, is the baby Bijorn travel crib. So easy, folds up easy. Um, and then another, I know Nazarene, Nazarene mentioned the car seat when you're traveling on the plane. The one thing we learned and not to encourage packing extra things, but if you take a car seat, um, if you check the car seat, it's free to check on within the U S at least as a piece of luggage. And if you get a case for it, you can throw whatever you need to <laughs> into that case because they don't typically check it. And it's a free checked luggage then for you. If you are traveling internationally Absolutely. for a long time. Yes. <laughs> so little tips where again, not to encourage packing extra stuff, but <laughs> if you need to, we used to check the car seat in the box in the box it came in sometimes it, when they were toddlers and put diapers and other things in there. Perfect. Yeah. Items we needed. Yeah, we have the car seat case and definitely packed that full with diapers, wipes, and all the things. So recommend that too. Especially if you're traveling for the holidays and you have gifts you have to bring back, you just throw some extra stuff in there. It takes care of it. And then the, the other nice thing is even if if you travel on the plane and their child's under two, they can fly free. You do pay a tax if they go international, but you can still bring a diaper bag. And so again, not to encourage packing a lot, but just know in addition to your personal bag and your carry-on, you can pack a diaper bag for the child if you feel pressure that you don't have enough space for things. Well, mamas, before we wrap up, I just want to leave our listeners with some encouragement. You know, We've all heard people say things like, well, you better get in all the travel you want before kids because after you have them, you can't travel anymore. You know, it, it's going to be harder. So you three are proof that that's not the case. Traveling is not over once you have kids. So to new parents out there who may be worried they'll never be able to travel the world again, what would you say? I mean, I'll say that we had a child when we had zero dollars in our bank account. And so we couldn't travel before then anyways, because we really didn't have any money. Um, so I think that if you're wanting to travel and you have the means to travel, the reason you're not traveling is not because of your child. It's, um, it's because of, you know, it, it's expensive, but the traveling is something that, 
um, regardless of if it's a road trip or a flight, it's something that your kids want to be able to experience that as well. And some of Emery's fondest memories that she still brings up are the times that we're sitting there on the airplane or that um, she gets to see something cool uh, as we, you know, are driving through like Southern Virginia or wherever we're going. And so it's something that's, it's an experience for your kids and um, it can be really good for them to be put in situations that are outside of their, um, outside of their context. So I'd encourage you to, I know that it can be scary um, to travel with kids because there's just a lot to remember. Um, but whatever or wherever you're going, you know, just know that your kid, all they really need is food, a place to sleep and you and diapers if necessary, and they'll be happy. And so I definitely think that it's worth it. I agree. I mean, I think that it's just giving your, and, and I know we talked about this earlier, giving your children the experience and the exposure early on um, just helps them adapt a lot more um, with traveling in the future. But I I personally, and, I, and again, this does come down to a cost thing if you have the means to do it, but you can find ways to travel where it's not as expensive as well internationally if you want. And again, kids under two travel free, except with maybe a slight tax. And so I, I think for us, we want to expose our children to as much as we can, both within the United States and outside. And I, I know I'm one of seven children. And so we did travel in the car a lot, but my parents did not have the means to fly us all everywhere. And so, um, you know, my first experience outside of the U.S. was when I was in high school doing a study abroad ex or exchange program. And I am so grateful for that opportunity that I had that I for me, I really want to instill that in my children to give them the experience and the ability to just know what is out there. And like Bailey said, you're just able to build and form these memories that they'll have for the rest of their life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, building off of what you both said, for us, we've kind of set an expectation in our family with the four that not everyone goes on every trip. We do family trips, we do trips with all of us, but it's not uncommon for me to take one child. It's part of travel writing. Sometimes you can only bring one. And so they kind of have all just heard, they'll tell each other about their adventures. Shortly before COVID happened, my oldest daughter and I went to Sri Lanka and she just talks about that all the time still. But from a baby standpoint, I mean, just starting young, they, they'll grow up loving travel, being ready for new adventures, understanding that people are different in different areas, customs are different, but also seeing so many similarities between different areas and different people and different cultures. And it helps them make those comparisons as they grow older. I mean, even what you don't think of as fun travel, your kids may. So when we moved from Texas up to New Hampshire this summer, my 12-year-old looked at me and mentioned, you know, said, will we still go on these road trips? And I was, I was shocked. It's 30 hours of driving with multiple stops. Like, it's not fun. I'm not super fun in the car. I, I have my noise issues where I'm like, everyone quiet. You know, we stay in multiple hotels and we eat at Waffle House and order takeout and get, you know, like are in the car for hours and sitting in traffic. And she was like, uh, I want to still do this. 
I'm like, okay, (laughs) but she loves it. She's grown up doing it. You know, she started young and they think getting in the car and driving 30 hours is fun. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. Well, thank you so much to our expert, Nasreen Stump, and to our moms, Bailey and Hannah, who joined us for this episode today. You can check out Nasreen's writing at shebuystravel.com. And be sure to also check out newmommymedia.com, where we have all of our podcast episodes, plus videos and more. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Toddlers, The Boob Group for Moms Who Give Breast Milk to Their Babies, and Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples. Thanks for listening to Newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies. This has been a New Mommy Media Production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.
Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.